You're listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. Today's short scripture reflection comes from Pastor Louis Giglio. The second thing I think that helped them to have defiant faith is that they had tasted the grace of God. Now, now, don't just let that blow by too fast. They had tasted the grace of God. The cross isn't a one-time thing that gets us into heaven, right? The cross isn't a prayer we pray when we're 13 years old at the summer camp, and then we know we're not going to go to hell, but we're going to have eternal life. That's not grace. That's not the gospel. That's not salvation. The gospel is, I didn't have a chance, but look at me, I'm fully alive. I was completely out of it, but God made me a son or a daughter of the king, and I have a seat at the table. The cross isn't a one-time thing. It's an everyday thing because it is the greatest reminder to us that God takes the worst and turns it into the best, that God loves us, that he is for us, that he is given to us his very best. And when the darkness comes, you got to have something to hold on to. And there's nothing better to hold on to than the same cross Jesus hung on when the sky turned black and darkness covered the face of the earth. And he gave his life for you and me. But I think Paul had this on a different level. Do you know what Paul did before he started preaching the gospel? He put people in prisons like the cell in Philippi. With the authority from the Jewish leaders and as a citizen of Rome, he could move anywhere freely and attack, beat up, persecute, and kill Christians trying to snuff out the gospel. And I wonder, I'm just wondering, I can't get in Paul's mind, if in those stocks and in that cell, he said, thanks be to God for your great and awesome mercy because I used to be the guy that put people in here. Oh, I've beaten up a bunch of people with rods in my life. We stoned Stephen to death, and I held everybody's coat while we did it. Thank you, God, that you saved me. Thank you, God, that you restored me. Thank you, God, that you found me. Thank you, God, that you redeemed me. Thank you for such amazing grace, such amazing love, such amazing blessing and favor that you've poured out on my life. That kind of grace that holds us when the world shakes us. I think the third reason why they had defiant faith was because they actually knew God. Paul had a revelation of Jesus Christ. It was an information that he'd sort of checked the box. I've been around church enough times to know some of the facts about God. He had a revelation of Jesus Christ, and that changed him. So now that he's in a jail cell, he's in there with an eye full of a great and glorious God who when he saw him, it just stopped him in his tracks, stunned him in his heart, blinded him from the radiance of the person of Jesus Christ. And he knew God was not some five foot, eight inch dude, you know, who was a little bit better than him. He knew God was glorious and mighty and filled with power. And I want to encourage you today, if there's a trial coming, what you're going to need most is a real vibrant relationship, understanding and a deep knowledge of all. Almighty God. And you need to start working on that today, not when the trial comes. You need to start today saying, God, I really need to have a revelation of who you are. Not a shallow understanding, not I'm occasionally at church, not I have a very limited scriptural intelligence, not I have a very me-centered theology, which is everything God's doing. He's always doing it to make my life better. No, that's not going to work for you in the fire. Game day faith is not going to work for you in the fire. Your mama's faith is not going to work for you in the fire. Jesus' faith with a revelation of how great he is is the only thing that's going to help you in the fire. And these guys knew who God was. 
The fourth reason I believe they had defiant faith, and we'll close and wrap around this, is that they had witnessed the power of Almighty God. Think about it. If you're in a, in a midnight moment, you want to have some memories of God doing the extraordinary and the supernatural. And they didn't have to think back very far. They didn't have to go, oh man, remember, what was it, back in, oh man, was it three years ago or five years ago when God answered that prayer for us? They were like, hey man, things have been crazy. This whole thing is still turned around. They beat us up and all that. And then it's kind of a little bit, heck, before that, we haven't even had a chance to talk about Lydia. How cool was that? And Silas is like, I know, unbelievable. You should have seen it, Paul, when you were teaching the Spirit. I saw her face change. And, and it, it was as if just light appeared. And every question she had was answered. And, and I don't know if you saw it or not, but that lady sitting right behind her, that lady in like the, the, the tan shawl, did you see her? And when, when Lydia said, oh, you got to be kidding me, Lydia was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is what I've been looking for. Hello, I get what you're saying. I understand what you're talking about. God is helping me connect all the dots today. This is it. Jesus is the one I've been looking for. I want Jesus. I want to know Jesus. I want to believe in Jesus. That lady behind her, she was like, I do too. Did you see her? She was like, I do too. And, 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 and all of a sudden, Things change, and they're sitting there going, man, I'm telling you, this is amazing. I knew when we walked by there, we should stop. And I felt the Holy Spirit saying, hey, these are the people. And then when we did, I was like, well, I don't know. And then you got started, and it was kind of rough there, that first opening thing. I wouldn't do that illustration next time, by the way, but I'd use that other one. But it's a little bit, you know, we weren't sure where it was going. And then, bam, Lydia's just like, and then we were at our house. When we were at our house, I talked to this guy. Did you see that Thaddeus guy at our house? Unbelievable. He comes up to me and he says, man, listen, I'll tell you one thing. If there's a guy in Philippi that wasn't going to put his faith in Jesus, it was me. I had no desire to have anything to do with anything about that. But, you know, Lydia is my business partner. I've been trading with her in the dyeing industry for years. She's the most respected businesswoman in this town. She's amazing. When she said she found Jesus, I said, okay, I'm going to give it a chance. If Lydia believed in Jesus, maybe I should believe in Jesus. And so I started listening. And it took me a couple of times. With that second meeting, I said, whoa, something's happening in my heart. And I gave my life to Jesus. And Paul's like, I didn't know that. That was amazing. Which guy was he? The guy, that, the guy with the, yeah, wow, incredible. Oh, and we didn't even talk about that slave girl. What in the world was that? Did you see her face when you called out the name of Jesus? And that demon just shrank and hightailed it out of there at the authority of Jesus. I know, wow. Whoa. If you're going to think about this tonight, by the way, like why didn't they just do that the first day? You're not thinking right now. You're just still with me, and that's great. But at some point you're going to go, why didn't they just do that the first time she did it? Like, ah, done, bye, thank you. All right, we're good. Back to our conversation, Mr. Armani. Because I think Paul knew They'd already been on a journey. They'd already been serving the Lord. They'd already been following the Spirit. They were smart people, Paul and Silas. Paul is as smart as anybody around. And I think he knew the minute we cast this demon out of this girl, all you know what's going to break out in Philippi, and we're probably going to jail. So today I want to I share the gospel with that guy. And, and, and I want to get to that marketplace tomorrow. So we're just going to tolerate her for a little while and try to work around her. Here, you, you, you go that way, and I'm going to go this way. You, let's split up four ways and see which way she goes. But finally, after the fourth day, I think, uh, fourth day, third day, fifth day, Paul was like, okay, here we go. We're getting ready to go to jail, guys. In the name of Jesus, come out. Yep. All right, we're probably going to jail pretty soon, Silas. Get ready. I think he knew. Translation, sometimes you know the, the way God's going to work, but you also got to know the timing that God wants to work in. And in that moment, here they are, praying, 
remembering. Man, we're in the will of God. We've tasted the grace of God. We know God. And we have seen the power of God. Oh yeah, we see the power of the jailer, but we've seen the power of God. These are just stocks. These are just chains. These are just dudes. I've done this before. I had the power to beat people up with rods. God has the power to deliver people from the power of hell. God has the power to open eyes to see the gospel. God has the power to save lives. Our God is a universe creating God. Our God's sitting on an unrivaled throne today. Our God is matchless above all creation today. Our God has all power and all authority in his hands today. His name is a great name. And then they're just like, well, I don't know, you want to sing? I'd like to sing. Let's see. Let's sing. Come on, let's just sing. Let's sing. Why? Why? Because they had eyes of faith and they could see that a sovereign God, a sovereign God was above it all. Thanks again for listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. And don't forget to go and subscribe to the Passion City Church and Passion City Church DC podcasts for our full messages every week.